Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back, guys. DGS on KMOX. Happy Wednesday to you. Gorgeous day out there. A few minutes past 4 p.m. My next guest is our buddy Chris Cuomo. You can see him tonight, 7 p.m. St. Louis time on News Nation. He joins us now. Chris, good to talk to you, pal. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. It's my birthday. What? Yes. <laughs> Happy birthday. I wish you the best, but you are the gift. Thank you, pal. I'm 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 blazing the trail about six years ahead of you. So Well, you sound young, you've got young ideas, you're vibrant and talented. What else do you want? Nothing. Not a damn thing. More money. I got it all. (laughs) 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 Hey, uh, I have a bunch of things to talk to you about, but what I really want to ask you about, I'm a huge behind-the-scenes nerd. I love shows like How It's Made and things like that, and especially the creative process. And we do a similar thing for a living, but uh, you're on in three hours. I would love it, and I think my audience would find it very interesting. If you kind of walk us through, like, a work day. Like, how does it work for Chris Chris Cuomo on the Cuomo Show? So uh, the the basic dynamic is that it's always working, okay? So I get up um, early. I get read in. What does that mean for me? I read philosophy every morning. Uh, just to get a, a good take on what I will refuse to practice for the rest of the day because I'm ridiculously flawed. And then I read my news feed just like you guys do, which is all digital. And I look at about 25 different outlets just to see what everybody's talking about in the world of politics and larger culture issues. And then I call Dusty, my EP. Mm-hmm. After seeing what's trending and all these other things, I make a list of different things. Now, separate from this, there are the ongoing bookings and things that we do regularly on the show and regular guests and ambitions and enterprisers that we have working on. East Palestine is at the top of that list. Maui is second on that list of um, creating uh, as an active pursuit, us covering stories that others aren't. Then we have a conversation about who we have that night, what crime we can do that not everybody's doing and how. And if everybody is doing it, how are we going to do it in a way that makes it noticeable? Because at News Nation, we're trying to grow. Right. And you can't get caught up in the cacophony. You can't get caught up in the chorus. You know, you have to uh, figure out uh, ways to be different from the pack without it being stupid, you know, and just being absurd to be different. Uh, And then 
I got life, right? So I got the dogs, I got the plants, I got uh, stuff around the house, I got the cars, I'm fishing, I'm working out, uh, I'm dealing with the kids, I'm doing what my wife tells me, and that takes me through the afternoon, probably another four or five calls from Dusty, about 10 or 15 booking calls, probably two or three phone calls with experts that have to help me understand something, the podcast, the Chris Cuomo Project, or um, for the show. Um, one day a week, pretty much I'll shoot all day on the podcast. Like we'll do like five, six different set pieces of things for content, mm-hmm. uh, viewer calls, you know, different wellness stuff, different political analysis. Stuff. Uh, and then if I'm out East, uh, maybe pick up the little kid for school, do a little posting, a little stuff you do. With uh-oh. <laughs> I don't hear him anymore. Gone? <laughs> nope. And then I have the show. So do you, uh, like I said, you're about six years younger than me. I don't have a plan to stop. Uh, I, I may be told to stop at some time or people just stop caring. How about you? Do you picture yourself doing this like into your 70s or do you have a plan like, nope, I hit this age. I'm going to an island and that's it. Well, I believe two things at once that are somewhat contradictory. One, failing to plan is planning to fail. And second is we plan, God laughs. And I learned that lesson, again, getting slapped on my ass, you know, at CNN that I didn't see coming. So I'm still getting back up. Uh, So the idea of ending, uh, I'm just restarting the race. So I'm nowhere near that. I, I have pressure on me. Uh, to get back and be relevant and be useful to people in a way that even approximates what I was before. And so I'm in growth mode, you know, yeah. I'm nowhere near giving up. And I got plenty of battery and plenty of tread. Yeah. So, I mean, we haven't met. I consider his friends. We're obviously talking on the air, though. So to the extent you are comfortable. But when that happened with CNN, how far down did it knock you? And how long did it take you to go, OK, I just got to get I just got to get back up? I'm still figuring out how it's okay. And look, this ain't cancer, all right? I didn't lose anyone close to me. It was a job. But I had made it more of an identity than just a job. It's not a nine-to-five. And I didn't understand the platform I had until I lost it. And there was something uh, disconcerting about that, confusing about that on an identity level. So I had to kind of go back to first principles and kind of reset myself Uh, Because I've never been so wrong about something. Um, I mean, I'm wrong all the time. But, you know, I kind of thought I understood how the media works and how stories move. And I did not see the people who went bad on me going bad on me. And I didn't see the narratives that wound up being operative being operative. So it really kind of shook me a little bit. But uh, I did what I thought was best, which was I accepted that it went bad and this was bad. And then I had to figure out what to do with it, and I'm still figuring that out. But I, I know this from knowing you, and I know this from watching you. Uh, the silver lining, one of them at least, is freedom. You seem more free than you did before when it comes to doing what you do. I think it was circumstantial. I think, you know, we, we, it was such a maelstrom with Trump, and, there were, you know, there was so much drama all the time, and— there was so much going on between the terror attacks and then Trump and then running around the world that there was just an intensity uh, that I don't have right now. I'm more driven, 
now than I was then. All I was driven to be there was number one. Mm -hmm. I wanted to be the number one guy at CNN. Now, Anderson Cooper is the number one guy at CNN, and rightly so. Uh, I I, I don't mean it in terms of cachet. I meant it in terms of ratings. Because all I would ever have would be ratings, because I was never a darling for the media. I was never going to be their favorite. Nobody's going out of their way to say something nice about me for good and bad reason. So the ratings were everything and making sure that we were relevant, resonant, and we got ratings. I don't have that now as much as I do have the idea of, is what I'm doing worthy to people who are looking for an alternative to their pack? Mm -hmm. And that's a different aim. It's much harder. It's much harder because not only do I have to figure out what Glover is going to be talking about, but I have to make a choice most often to not talk about that. So yeah. I don't get the way. Yeah. Um, like tonight, I'm talking about Biden's probably going to be indicted. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, this is a, a fake mystery. It's going to be on the same charges as we knew before, the tax stuff and the gun stuff. Yeah. But to me, it's about having that conversation with people that you wouldn't expect to be having it. So in my case, it's going to be Paul Manafort. Mm. And, you know, what I want is his take on two things. One, he knows Ukraine and Russia, the relationship very well. Right. He worked over there for for a while and or worked with those parties for a while. What's his take? Because his party says that we should be getting out of the Ukraine situation. Does he feel like that? I have to believe he won't because he's too reasonable. Then the second one is, do you like them going after the Bidens like this? Because that's what happened to him mm-hmm. is everybody became a target who was around Trump and they didn't get Manafort for what he did for Trump. You know, everybody thinks like he went away for lying about the election. It's not true. He went away for his own personal stuff that had nothing to do with Trump. So how does he feel about this prosecuting of political opponents? Chris, I wanted to get your take. You covered the Murdoch case far more detailed than I did. Uh, I'm aware of the basics, but this this new one with the court clerk uh, seeming to have these personal relationship with jurors and telling them don't listen to this guy and don't let his crocodile tears X, Y, Z. And as I said to another attorney who was on a couple hours ago, like, look, this Murdoch seems like a monster to me, but due process is due process. How does this hit you? I think you have it right. It smells like low tide to me, this situation. This is bad, having a clerk do what the jurors supposedly in sworn statements say she did. That's really rare. You do not hear jurors very often saying anything, let alone um, saying, yeah, she was talking to us about this and telling us that and giving us like uh, her take on whether or not the guy's guilty. I mean, you're not supposed to do that. The legal standard's pretty straightforward. Yeah. Was the interference material, meaning did it have something to do with what mattered in the case? And if the answer is yes to that, there's presumed to be prejudice. And the burden now shifts to the prosecution to prove it harmless, which is very hard to do, certainly in this case. What people get confused with this, and I don't want them to get it twisted. Did Murdoch do it? Uh, based on what I saw? Yeah. Um, and that's why I thought the jury came out so fast. It was like 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. Now there may have been another reason it was so fast. And is it okay that the trial was a little shady if he did it? I say no. Mm-hmm. Why? Because I believe in the process and you've got to do it the right way, especially when you've got the guy dead to rights. You cannot mess up those cases. And if they did here, he should get a new trial. 
We're on the same page. I, I completely, I mean, that it's, it's like what we learned in law school. Like the First Amendment protects the most ridiculous, heinous speech and rules like this protect monsters because someday it could be you uh, and you're not a monster. And the court clerk saying, don't listen to this guy. Glover's guilty and we're not. And that's why we have it. Uh, thank you for walking us through your day. That really is interesting. And uh, I love that kind of stuff. And we will uh, talk to you next week. It's like you. You live it, Dave. Well, you know, everything you talk to, everything you do, you're being a filter for their stops. interests and their observations. And that's why you're so good at what you do. And I think your team is good, too. When I listen to you guys before I come on, even though they never speak when I'm on, which is a little weird. Okay. <laughs> We're just shy, Chris. <laughs> hey, bro. <laughs> I feel like they're just making faces. And they're like, no, please. No, it, it's like when one of your dad's friends would come over. I tell them, like, this is daddy's friend. This is not your friend. Okay? You go play in the yard. This is daddy's friend. Sports guys are to be seen and not heard. <laughs> yeah. If Chris Cuomo brings up sports, Wheeler, you can talk. If Let's not, go. shut up. Chris, you want to go? to a game let's go to a game i would love to go to any game anytime anything to do <laughs> chris you would you would enjoy uh wheeler so much more than me he's done sports radio uh for the cardinals and for espn and for mlb for 28 years something like that yeah so well first of all he's got it he's got the box checked from jump with that basso profundo voice he has. you know i sound like i should I sound like I should be selling you a sandwich somewhere, you know? <laughs> Actually, he sounds like the real deal. Not to embarrass you, but that's Rachel. So <laughs> 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 She's very pretty, though, but she's, <laughs> she's got a voice on her. All right. Thank you, Chris. We appreciate it, pal. Be well, and thanks for the opportunity. You bet, man. Have a great show. Uh... We're going to a game. My best friend, Natalie, the GM of uh, Capital Girl, just bought us food for my birthday. So nice. Oh, nice. Isn't that nice? Your birthday's the best birthday. Thank you. That's <laughs> <laughs> way better than mine. And I didn't know they make this, but they brought a special cake called the Wheeler Grandma Whipped Cream Cake. <laughs> oh, so, let's go! Yeah, try not to cry like it a comes, tiny little baby. Let's pre-covered go. in tears. Try not to cry like a baby in space. <laughs> <laughs> Babies in space. We've had a lot of singing on the show today. Yeah, what's up with that? I don't know. It's, it's almost fun. like it's your birthday. I like it. 425 DGS. Thank you to everyone for making my birthday really great. Really was. Really cool. Um, I love Andrew. What was he doing? He was smiling like he was responsible for all of it. I just, I really do. I just love him. He's he's like, I did it all. You know what else Andrew does? He will jam to the song so hard and he'll be like, air drumming and stuff and I feel like he's like gesturing at me like stop doing that what's wrong she's like what's happening maybe I should not be doing that so much I thought you were going to say I'm constantly throwing my pen across the room on accident because you know I've got the yeah, loose drum grip and then I just hit it like manically it's a little bit like how how animal drums yeah a little bit and out of the corner of my eye I'm like what is wrong a new poll found that the most awkward age in life is, what do you think it is? 13. That's what I think it is, too. We're both wrong. Uh, it's going to be something weird, like 41 or something. 17. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> uh, 17, uh, you're still very self-conscious about everything, your weight, your hair, your teeth, your XYZ, blah, 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 blah. I was at my peak and cockiest at 17. 
Like, I had kind of grown into myself. I had a girlfriend. I was on the soccer team. I was playing drums in a band, blah, blah, blah. Could have gone a different way. 13, 14, those were like, oh, my God. Although I was saved by my cluelessness. Does that yeah. make sense? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was so completely yeah. unaware of the world outside of me. It wasn't until, like, literally that time I, I've told the story before, when I was bowling by myself in, like, sixth grade, and my mom and dad were coming to pick me up, and I was walking out of the Wood River Bowl, and they had just put in an arcade, and all the cool kids when they were playing, like, you know, whatever, Pac-Man and, Pac and stuff, and I was standing there holding my, my bowling ball and its little thing, and I just took off running like Napoleon Dynamite or something. <laughs> <laughs> and I got in the car, and I was just like, what's happening? Like, I just didn't know the world was out there. <laughs> yeah. What was your most, what was your personal most awkward age? Probably 13 and 14. Is, I don't know, I was pretty awkward at like 10 and 11 too, though. Because I had my glasses and my culottes and Aww. yeah, I was a late bloomer like physically. So when on my first day of high school, I was like ninety pounds mm. and I was like four foot one. Like I just <laughs> it, I was super tiny. So that wasn't that wasn't a great year. But you had your hair down to your butt, so that was good. <laughs> yes, that's so it all worked out. <laughs> Wheels. Have you ever been awkward? Fifty. No. I, yes, probably like fifth grade or something. I can't remember what year. It was one of those fifth or sixth grade before junior high, right into junior high. And then that that whole like your coolest thing I mean, or like you thought you were coolest. I don't trust 19. Kids. 19. I was like, holy crap. I don't trust kids these days because they all mm -hmm. are beautiful yes. and know how to do their makeup and are doing TikTok dances. And I'm Agreed. like, <laughs> <awkward> phase. <laughs> I just asked Rach during the break and I don't think I asked you, Andrew, and we were talking about uh, Joe Mandy the other day. Did you ever watch Parks and Rec? Yep. So you did. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah, like did, you ever, did you ever watch Modern Family? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I never saw shows. Modern Family. I have seen Parks and Rec, and it made me laugh. So Joe Manny was one of the writers on that. Uh, he's a stand-up comic. He is an actor. You've seen him in so many other things. Um, he was in those two. Uh, the, there's a show that's on Max right now. I think they're about to do season three. I'll ask him about it coming up uh, in a few minutes. But they're about to do season three of a show called Hacks. It used to be HBO Max. Now it's Max, which is weird. I don't I don't like the name Max on that channel because I associate it all with HBO. Yeah. And they chose like the little brother's name, Cinemax, for the main name. They need to fix their interface on their app before yeah. they go around switching their names all over the place. <laughs> but he's up next, right? You guys yeah, Joe Manny's going to come up next. He's in town on Sunday to do his stand-up comedy. He's a funny dude. I checked with some of my buddies in the comedy business. They said he's awesome. So we'll talk to Joe Manny when we come back on DGS. <laughs> All right, you're back in on KMOX DGS here on a Wednesday. Uh, we had a chance to catch up with Joe Mandy. He's coming into town on Sunday to perform at City Winery. You can go to citywinery.com slash St. Louis to pick up tickets. But Joe is absolutely hilarious. You may have seen his Netflix special from a few years back, uh, creatively called Joe Mandy's award-winning comedy special. You've seen him on Parks and Rec. You've seen him on Modern Family. He writes for all kinds of shows as well. And he joins us now here on KMOX. First of all, Joe, thanks for doing this, man. I appreciate you. You know, when I found out you were going to be available and we were going to have a chance to talk, I texted my buddies, Randy and Jason Sklar. I'm like, do you guys know Joe? What do you think of Joe? And they told me they think you're a bit of a genius, that they're big fans. Um, and, and obviously I'm a huge well, fan I of theirs. I consider one of them a genius. I won't say that. <laughs> you can tell us. It's only their hometown. This is their hometown. You can tell us. Yeah. No, I know. You know. When you see him perform, you know who. 
<laughs> one carries more weight than the other. I'll make sure that they yeah, get a clip exactly. of the interview. So when, I, I've talked to a lot of guys over the years about you know how this is going from city to city to city. What's it like for you? Um, you know, I love it because I spend usually like half the year in a writer's room. So uh, it's great to just explore the country and perform for people in real life. Um, and I'm lucky, like, I, you know, I do these like one night only type shows. So I'm bouncing around and I can really get to work on my act as I go. What's the, what's the best part about that for you as far as making adjustments? Do, do you do, uh, like when you're going, like this, for example, this week, I know you got the show here in St. Louis Sunday night at 7 o'clock at City Winery, yep. but you're going, you got I think you got, what, a, like a day off before that, uh, but then after that it's like Chicago, Philly, boom, boom, boom. Yeah, right, exactly. So, you know, it's a lot of travel, but I have to focus on my act. So I'm, I'm going over the previous night's show and thinking of new jokes and, all that. So, I mean, it's it's pretty uh, – it's fun for me. I mean, it's kind of boring to talk about. I'm like, I'm like realizing it right now. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm on planes, and I'm listening to myself talk from the night before. <laughs> well, all right. So what, what, what makes you laugh right now, man? What's What's got you going? Uh, you know, I, I, it's been a big, uh, hot strike summer. So I've been <laughs> striking and so I've got a, like, it's been funny talking to friends also on the picket line, learning new tips on, you know, chafing and any perspirants <laughs> and sunscreen. <laughs> that's not nor- that's, you know what? It's not normally in, in your guy's line of, of work, right? I mean, that's exactly. These are yeah. Being, yeah, just the outdoors in general. This is all new. <laughs> Have you got any tips from like on like sunscreen? Because I am an expert on that, Joe. I'm a ginger, and I coach baseball oh. like all summer long. So, I mean, I probably go through, mm, I don't know, two or three containers of the sunscreen spray, like two or three containers a month. Interesting. Yeah, you know, the, the people who are really hardcore, uh, I don't know how they do it. They wear full long sleeves and hats and – I, it's, it's so hot too. I don't know how you wear long sleeves. Uh, I'm 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 still learning, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's hope you don't have to do this very much longer, man. I mean, you guys have been out for a few months now, and again, you know, I know Randy and Jason. I know a bunch, few other people in the business, and it's been it's been uh, brutal. And I don't remember anything like this in my lifetime. I'm a little older than you, Joe, but I don't remember anything yeah. this long. No, I'm uh, neither do I. I mean, it's it's been kind of crazy. Uh, but it's been cool. See, people seem to support us uh, in this struggle. And um, but that said, I I'm able to go do stand up. So all those everyone else can keep ticketing. I'm going to be performing in St. Louis on Sunday. Yeah, you'll be at seven o'clock at City Winery. Obviously, you and Mike Glazer there. Doors open at five o'clock. It's a great venue. Tickets are available at citywinery.com/slash/st.louis. Um, so you, you mentioned the writing part. I mean, I know you've written, you wrote for a long time on Parks and Rec, uh, and I know the, the the newest project is Hacks, right? On Max, I know you guys were working on season three, if I yeah. if I understand it correctly, before the strike started. That's right. Yeah, we finished writing, and I think we shot uh, just a little more than half of the season. So it's pretty frustrating because it's really funny, really good, and it's going to be a while before we get it on TV. I know they're all so. tied together, but. Uh comedian actor writer is one of those like is one of those you more than the others because i know you're good I, I've, I've seen the netflix netflix specials a few years ago uh when uh-huh. i saw your netflix special the award-winning comedy special uh, <laughs> yeah. which by the way really good dude i, I mean i'm a huge stand-up fan i really enjoyed it and i, I pretty much watch 
um, the, the, any of the specials that come out on Netflix, Amazon, whatever, because I'm a nerd and I enjoy that kind of stuff. Um, sure. But I think that you know when when you get a chance to, I don't know if you if you define yourself in any one of those ways because they're all kind of tied together. They are. I mean, I I will be the first to admit I'm a bad actor, so we can throw that one out. <laughs> um, but, you know, I think uh, writing's been very good to me, but I do still see myself as a comic. So uh, that that's, pro- that's probably the order in my head. Um, comic, writer, actor, last, dead last. <laughs> well, you know, that's the way it goes. Um, tell, tell me a bit about your, your guys, Joe. Everybody in this business has their crew, uh, whether it's, you know, your fellow writers that are buddies with you on, on say, Hacks, for example, or if it's the guys that you've been out on the road with, like Mike Glazer doing the show with you this Sunday in St. Louis. Sure. Who are your people, man? Who are your people in the business? <laughs> well, I mean, I had a pretty amazing crew that I started out with in New York years ago. So, like, my buddies who I, you know, text with about comedy are, like, Mulaney, Nick Kroll, oh. Chelsea Peretti, uh, Anthony Jeselnik. Those are kind of my my peeps. Uh, that's a pretty good group of peeps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. What's your guys' dynamic like? I mean, I mean, are you guys... Are you guys uh, chill? Do you guys like to rip each other? Are you more? Oh, like- it's it's really, yeah, it's like the most hardcore ripping each other you can imagine. It's like <laughs> a text thread with like uh, you know ten of the funniest slash meanest people in America. So it gets pretty intense. <laughs> How much could, you like, have to have thick skin? What percentage could go public and not get any of you in trouble? Oh no no! If if any of that, uh, we all, we would all have to uh, flee the country. <laughs> we wouldn't have to just like leave the industry. We would have to like you know seek asylum elsewhere. I come at this from I'm I'm a sports guy. I played baseball. I covered Major League Baseball for 25 plus years, uh, and I know what it's like when you're in that group, right? When you're with your teammates in the clubhouse or whatever. So it sounds exactly yeah. like that, where all of us would just be. Uh, I don't know, expatriates, if any of that stuff got got to the to the general public. Absolutely. I mean, imagine that, but no one's good at sports. It's exactly the same. <laughs> but, you guys all, but you guys are also way funnier, like way more yeah, creative. Yeah, I, I would sure. hope. Yeah, our, our insults are pretty pretty basic. I'm not <laughs> yeah. You think of the top three or four from junior high, you probably got us down. But you guys, I know, come in with a little bit different, uh, let's just say, area of expertise. Exactly. Yeah, we're all snipers. <laughs> well, looking forward to the show this weekend. Obviously, you'll be at City Winery here in St. Louis. Seven o'clock show. Doors are going to open at five o'clock. Anybody who wants tickets? It's super easy. Just go to citywinery.com slash St. Louis. Anybody that wants to know more about you, go to joemandy.com. M-A-N-D-E. By the way, for those that are spelling impaired, you can uh, go to Joe mm-hmm. at Joe Mandy on Instagram as well. Uh, you guys will be going. You and Mike Glazer will be going on at seven o'clock uh, with a day off before. Is that day off in KC or is that day off here? Um, it's going to be in St. Louis, so uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking. I'm open to any sort of suggestions. I think I'm going to try to find the Veiled Prophet. That's going to be my goal for Saturday. <laughs> just figuring out who that is. <laughs> Good luck, Joe, on that one. Uh, I'll give you one tip and one tip only because there's a lot of cool stuff to do. There, the City Winery itself is a great spot, and there's a lot right in that little area. And I'm assuming you're going to stay somewhere around that area. Uh, yeah, skip the arch. Get the arch. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, go to the arch grounds. That's cool. Like the outside, going up top, 
Mm, did not enjoy. Oh, I didn't even know that was an option. Okay, yeah, no, I think I'll just look at it. <laughs> it is cool. <laughs> it is cool in that setting, and they've redone the museum that's kind of underground there. So that's, that kind of stuff is cool, but uh, hopefully great. you'll find a little bit more fun than just hanging around uh, under uh, a great wonder of architecture. Great. And I don't know if this is the right platform, but um, I just want any members of the St. Lunatics to know they are on the VIP list. So oh, not just Nelly, right but... Murphy, Lee, City Spuds, yeah, any of them, Kiwan, <laughs> Ali, any of them. You're the best, Joe. Thank you for doing this, man. I appreciate you. Of course. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.